0: It's the Chopping It Up podcast. i
1: black y'all, and I'm black y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black y'all, and I'm black y'all, and I'm black y'all, and I'm black and black, and I'm black y'all. Welcome to episode seven of the Chopping It Up podcast. I am Noah Philippiak, along with my co-host. Tyler St. Clair. Tyler, dare I ask how you're doing this Friday morning? Uh, I'm in tip-top condition. I, I'm, I'm having a wonderful day. Amen. I like to hear that. Positivity. Kyle, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing great.
1: No, you're not. I am. Liar. I am
0: lying. Yes,
1: I am. Kyle put on his Facebook page this week, he made a catapult. With a man being flown up to Jesus, and it was called like the Rapture Machine or something like that. <laughs> yep. Do it yourself, Rapture Machine. <laughs> he said, coming out soon. He said, I can't move to Canada. I'm too fat to be a slave. Yep. So this is my option.
0: Only option.
1: <laughs> Only option. Kyle's not doing good today. Only option, right? Well, now. we have a lot to get to, so we are going to jump right in. A uh, little preview of the show. We- Our trending topic will kind of uh, be a lot. Some of it's not really trending anymore, but just a couple stories that I want to get to from October. And then we will talk a little bit about the, as a trending topic, what's happened since Trump has been announced president. There's been some very racist things that have happened since then in our country, which is really sad. Uh, And then our topic of the day today, we're talking about mass incarceration. There's a Netflix documentary called 13th that we've all watched, and we're going to talk about that. So with that, we'll jump right into our trending segment. Trending topic. Let's get some of these older stories talked about first. Uh, We won't spend a lot of time on these because they're about a month old, but they're just important to bring up. One of them just reminded me a lot of some of the stuff we've been talking about on the previous episodes of Chopping It Up. Uh, Deborah Danner, age 66, back on October 18th, was fatally shot by the New York Police Department. This was the story about the lady who was mentally ill. She's black, and the story is she had a pair of scissors. The police convinced her to put her scissors down, and then she got a baseball bat. And the police officer shot her twice in the chest. And uh, to the police chief's credit, I would say credit, uh, he's, he's uh, said he's not sure why the officer didn't use a taser. That's just something we've said time and time again on this podcast. And that uh, Barry is the officer's name. Uh, that's his last name. He's put, put on administrative duty and stripped of his badge and gun and uh they're they're investigating the case so just something we need to talk about another case of a mentally ill uh black person who was shot and she's 66 years old i seriously doubt this officer's uh, life was in danger what do you guys think um yeah uh well no
2: (laughs) i not just that yeah um if she's 66 I don't care if she has three baseball bats.
1: Right, it's not. It's spear not like her. it's uh, uh, you know, David Ortiz or something like that with the baseball bat. Spear, spear
2: her, spear her like Bill Goldberg. <laughs> if if it, if it's, if she'll live from that, yeah. But you
1: know, it's ridiculous. Chaser. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it makes no sense, man. No sense whatsoever.
1: If you're black and mentally ill, I mean. Honestly, you have to fear for your life. I mean, you, you're going to get killed. If you're black and mentally ill and you live in a poor area, look out. That's scary. I mean, that's just the stories we've seen repeatedly. It's just yeah. it, it's ridiculous. A baseball bat? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, who here knows a 66-year-old woman? Okay. Now picture her with a baseball bat. You really you really don't think you can take her without shooting her twice in the chest.
0: I'd rather for you to actually hit a person, you know, dead in the mouth with your fist. Right. Then then we have to bring up another black person. I mean, just think about it, man. We've we've talked about so many black people who've been killed at the hands of police. I'm I'm so tired of it. I didn't even know about this story to be
1: yeah. honest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, kinda, I remember reading you know. it. It's been a little while since we had a had an episode, and, and it was just something I wanted to bring up. Um, and hopefully, the police department is taking this more seriously. It seems like they are, uh, w- which is a good thing. Um, here is another story. Here, this was also in October. This does thankfully it doesn't involve anyone dying, but October fifteenth, and I bring this up because often, often white folks tend to think, uh, you know, if you're black and educated and you dress educated and you have a degree and all these things, that you avoid racial oppression, that you avoid prejudice, these sorts of things. So this is an African-American OBGYN. She was on a Delta flight. This was back in October, October 15th. I, I think I already said that. Her name is Tamika Cross, and she was a passenger, and the... There was a woman two rows in front of her that screamed on the flight that her husband was unresponsive. And so the flight attendants made an announcement on the flight asking if there were any doctors on board. So Cross immediately volunteers to help. Now, imagine being Tamika Cross, Dr. Cross, OBGYN, sitting on this flight. She, She writes on Facebook, I raised my hand to grab the flight attendant's attention. She said to me, quote, Oh no, sweetie, put your hand down. Cross, let's check this out. Cross said the flight attendant told her they were looking for, quote, actual physicians or nurses. When a second plea for assistance went out, I'm reading the CNN article right now. When a second plea for assistance went out. So check this out. So the flight attendants are like, no, for real, is there any doctors on board? The second time, Cross said she went to push her call button. And the same flight attendant told her to show her credentials to prove she was a doctor. Cross told CNN she didn't have any credentials with her. Meanwhile, she said the man still needed medical attention. Cross said a white man approached the flight attendant saying he was also a doctor. (laughs) According to Cross, the flight attendant told her, thanks for your help, but he can help us, and he has his credentials. (laughs) 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 So the the people think this stuff doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) I mean, this, this is unreal. Oh man! Yep. Only thing, only thing, only thing that keeps going through my
2: mind is if, if that was my wife, right? Or if that was, if that was, if that was some of the black women that I knew, it would have been more of a scene on that
0: airplane. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> it would have been setting it off. You gotta, you gotta let, a, you gotta yeah. let, a, you gotta let a person possibly die. Um. Because you don't believe this person is a doctor because they are a black
0: female,
1: right? <laughs> I'm a doctor.
0: Oh, I'm a doctor.
1: I'm a doctor. I play one on TV, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, st- I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> remember <those> commercials? <laughs> Right, (laughs) and Black Superman was there. He went all over that.
0: (laughs) I I got a friend of mine. She's a doctor, and she's of course she's African American, and uh, she just started residency. And she talks about like just the, you know, the uh, microaggressions and all the things she has to deal with because she's like the only Black girl on staff.
1: Right, right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Think about your your doctor's office. Think about a hospital. Even you know, I, I noticed this at spending a fair amount of time in a hospital. As uh, not as much as Tyler with his eighty children, eighty five uh, now he's up yeah, to. 85. But I've spent a Thank fair amount mean. of time in hospitals. As All with the same woman. All with the same woman, <laughs>
0: right. which right. is so my we wife. Try to kill that black man stereotype.
1: <laughs> which is my wife. So. Exactly. He does homeschool, so that's another stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so. But, you know, if you notice at the hospital, the, um, everybody wears a different color of, um, what do you call it, uh, scrubs, right? And they, they have them color coded. If you look at the elevator, there's like, a, there's like a key for what, you know, but you almost could key instead of a, a scrubs. It's almost skin color, almost does the same thing because many of the doctors are white. Now, granted, there, there's many doctors who are from India as well. Uh, but he knows this because he's white. If you pay attention, and many of the custodial staff are black or Hispanic, uh, the, the, there's a little bit more diversity amongst the nurses. But the uh, the, the upper level, it's it, it really is, uh, you can see a stark difference. Re- recently, so there's a African-American lady at our church who's a med student over at MSU. She's in, uh, uh, I think, second or third year of being a med student. She invited me to this event uh, just a couple weeks ago. Where there's a, I don't remember the name of it exactly, but it's a coalition of black med students is what it is. And they do events on campus uh, that bring together that talk to bring bring people together, to talk about racial issues. And so uh, it was really fascinating to go to, and I started to wonder naively, uh, you know, why are the med students, why is this an issue in the medical community? And it just shows how naive I am or I was. And right. and I think many white folks are to realize. That's right. So... i'm about to slap you tyler i'm (laughs) I'm about to take this man out today i'm about to take him out i'm about to call the police
0: and say this
1: man (laughs) oh no is threatening me
0: (laughs) oh man y'all be talking about hashtag kyle
1: i'm about to start a hashtag i'm about to start a hashtag so i'm in this this uh event and there's probably you know 40 black students there who are med students and so, you know, we're talking people in their 20s, 30s, 40s. And first of all, it hit me like, man, there's a lot of black med students. And then it hit me, no, they, there's this is such a small percentage, you know, of the amount of this is such a safe place for them. And, and it really was a, a cool community. I, I thought this was a really awesome thing that they were doing. And the, but realizing the need for that because of what they have to go through on a daily basis in their classes and their residencies dealing with these types of stereotypes that Tamika Cross ran into. Uh, So this idea that if you go to med school and you become a doctor that you won't face prejudice and oppression anymore is just untrue. It's crazy.
0: Yeah man, sad but true.
1: So that's kind of stuff that we need to talk about um, and just be educated on. Next we'll move on with trending topics and this is a big one and, and Well, I intentionally, whenever it's election season, I try to talk about issues, but I don't talk about candidates. Uh, Just as in the church, I think that's a touchy subject. Often we, I've seen it both ways, where churches say this is God's candidate or something like that. That kind of stuff is ridiculous. Mm Um, or certain parties God's party that's ridiculous right let's be real politics is corrupt uh, we, we, even the, the movie 13th which we'll talk about did a great job of highlighting all the the lobbying that goes on and how all these businesses are paying for paying off politicians basically so beyond all that once someone's in office, it is important to talk about issues. I mean, I, I blog about immigration a lot. I blog about refugees because these are biblical issues. We need to stop talking about these like they're political issues. You know, look, abortion is a biblical issue. We need That's right. we need to t- stop talking about these like they're political issues of one party or another. These are just biblical issues. And so, since Trump has taken office, and many well, he's not taken office; he's won the election, I guess. Many are familiar with his, you know, build that wall and these sorts of things that he did. Um, you want to talk about what he said to people in Detroit? You guys, uh, we were just talking about it yesterday. What he was saying to the the black community during his election? What was his his pitch to get black people to vote for him?
0: You have nothing to lose. <laughs> you have nothing to lose. You have no jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Yes, on, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, I guess we all right, massa. So, uh, we got nothing to lose.
1: So. This is a cover of the USA Today. I, I still get the newspaper at <laughs> my house. My wife, Tyler homeschools his kids. My wife, she gets the newspaper. So that's our thing. <laughs> so she will not get off of that newspaper. You can get all these articles online for free. But no, we got to pay however much <laughs> we pay a month <laughs> to get the newspaper. So the Let's USA are. Today, uh, it says, rise in racist acts, acts following, follows election. And I'm just going to read a couple of these and get you guys' a reaction. Mm. Uh, it says in Maple Grove, Minnesota, messages. This is a high school bathroom included. #Hashtag Go back to Africa yeah. oh, #Hashtag 100%. Whites only #Hashtag White America, along with quote Trump train. This is in a high school bathroom. Mm. University of Vermont Hillel. Now that Hillel, that 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 tells me this is a Jewish. School or at least Jewish uh, origins. I, I I don't know. I don't know about University of Vermont Hillel. But check this out: students found a Donald Trump campaign sign painted with a swastika oh. three, three doors down from campus. Now this is on us on a softball field dugout in Wellsville, New York. There's a picture, and so you can picture a dugout and the big brick wall on the back of it. It says. Make America White Again with a Giant Swastika. Just a huge, you know, spray paint there. This is a quote from Carlos Wiley. He's director of the Paul Robeson Cultural Center at Penn State University. He says, people looked at the way protesters were manhandled at Trump rallies, and they think, oh, if someone disagrees with us, we can do those things as well. Another quote from Anid Logan teaches sociology and African-American studies at the University of Minnesota, says Trump's victory legitimizes white supremacist point of view. Quote, there was nothing subtle with Trump. Extreme vetting and ideological testing of Muslims, deporting all undocumented people. Mexicans are rapists and murderers, she Mm. said. And he won. White people supported him. So this kind of thinking isn't as marginal as we thought. Sorry for all yeah. these quotes, but these stories are just outrageous. I, I have to read them. There's just one more. A quote. This is from a flyer. I'm sorry. This is from a flyer in uh, San Marcos at Texas State University. Here's a flyer. Check this out. Oh, my gosh. This is hard to read. Now that our man Trump is elected and Republicans own both. Let me say this. Christians... You got to realize what's at stake here. You know, I'm very pro-life, very, very much. Abortion is a sin, let me just say that. Um, but realize what else goes along with when you slap that Trump bumper sticker on your car, okay? Now that our tr- man Trump is elected and Republicans own both the Senate and the House, time to organize tar and feather vigilante squads. In
0: Whoa! All caps. And
1: this is Texas State University and go and arrest and torture those deviant university leaders spouting off all this diversity garbage. That's on a flyer. Those flyers were found in bathrooms around campus. This is this place is 30 miles south of Austin. Uh, Then and those images spread on social media, they featured a photo of several men clad in camouflage and holding rifles. And they claim diversity was a code word for white genocide. Woo. Now, someone might read that and say, "Well, Trump didn't do those things." Uh, the rest of the article talks about that—that that he needs to step up and say and stop this. But Logan has her doubts. Last quote here: "All that red meat he threw out to his base during the campaign. I'm not yep. sure. I'm not sure he believes it, but it was incredibly powerful and it worked." Why would he pivot now? Woo, how's that for oh, can trending?
2: I, can I add one? Can I add one? Yeah, I'm done. I saw, the, I saw this on Facebook. Uh, Royal Oak Middle School. Royal Oak is a suburb about...
1: It's by about you guys. 10,
2: about 10 minutes from me. Yeah. Uh, Royal Oak Middle School students chant, build that wall in cafeteria. That's a, Mex- a Mexican students. Right, right, right here in the great state of Michigan. Right here in the great state of Michigan.
0: And same story that was published about that. They talked about near us in DeWitt Junior High School. A couple of kids were in a hallway next to lockers. White kids, arms locked, uh, chanting, build that wall, blocking minority students from walking by.
2: Lord have mercy. See, see, this is this is the problem. Um, So this week has been difficult for me. Um, Just just walking with a lot of, you know black uh, black and brown people who are devastated by this uh, by this election uh, a friend of mine put on Facebook um, and, and I agree with it 100% um, a lot of the people who uh, supported Trump a lot of the evangelicals uh, white evangelicals are now they're quick to say well this is God's choice God did this Ugh. God's stop. choice God did this stop which is true uh, well God's sovereign over, over all
1: things but come yeah, on yeah. not like yeah. that
2: uh, R- Romans thirteen, Romans thirteen, verse one says, "God, God uh, institutes those who are in authority." But you supported a a person who is misogynist, who is a xenophobe, who is a racist, who is a sexist. Don't support that person, and then said, "Well, God is sovereign. God did it." No, you put your name behind that.
1: I get really tired of. Of white people, and this goes all the way back to like the, the quotes about Colin Kaepernick kneeling. You know this idea that if you don't like our country, get out. You know this this idea, and, and or, or you know people say Dabo Swinney saying this is the greatest country you know in the world. If you don't like it, get out. Or you know this is not the greatest country in the world if you are Mexican American, mm-hmm. or if you are African American. Like it's not if you're a, if you're a Muslim. I mean, this is not the greatest country in the world if <laughs> if, if you're a Mentally ill black person, look out, you're gonna get killed by, you know, it, 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 you, these are kids in high school, in junior high. Yeah. So just imagine how their parents are. La- Latino kids who 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 have these white kids can't build that wall to them. Yeah. This is in, this is like, and, and then here's the thing. So Tyler, that's 10 minutes from you, right? So you and I, you know, we go to these pastor. Conferences and networking, you know, things, denominational and church planning. Be nice. And Regional. Be nice. But my, my, my point is this. <laughs> we we get together as churches. My point is you you have lots of relationships with pastors in Royal Oak. That's Bones. the point. Uh, yeah, I have relationships with pastors in DeWitt, where the the story at the junior high that Kyle was just saying, DeWitt's ten minutes north of Lansing. And to, to our, these to our white pastors of all white churches. This is why you need to talk about the sins of racism in your church. And you know, in in all ways, because I just I I just wrote this after Trump was elected, is that Jesus died to forgive sins, but also to end sin. And we need to stand up to all these sins. Like these these are sins. That for one reason or another People in our country now Think they have a green light on They have a green light on And we cannot just <laughs> Let it go by In the church because Jesus forgives sins And we want people to get saved yes. So we'll just let them do this, all these this, things Without causing a We don't want to ruffle any feathers This is why, this is why Minorities
2: um, People of color Brown people Muslims, this is why they were shattered after this election mm-hmm. because the the white America and unfortunately, um, the white evangelical, and and I tell people all the time, don't call me evangelical. I don't, I, with, with them people rock with, I don't rock with. I'm mm-hmm. a Christian that believes the Bible that loves Jesus, all that other stuff, all that other, all that other stuff that comes with being evangelical, your boy don't rock with. I'm a Christian that believes the Bible that loves Jesus. All that other evangelical garbage, keep that away from me because I ain't rock with them clowns. But anyway, <clears throat> this is why brown people were. Ter- I've heard grown men who never said they were scared of any. I-, I know dudes that did time mm-hmm. say that they are afraid to live in America now, right? Because racism, uh, either. Um, Subtle to mild to extreme, now has the green light because he ran a he ran a campaign on division. He he ran a campaign on um, uh, boxing out certain cultures, uh, Muslims and Mexicans, and the things he said about the uh, people that people in my neighborhood are deplorable and and disgusting too. So now these people are like, okay, wait a minute. So he said all these things. Now he's in charge. Yep. You know this, this is why people are. Um, this is why people are afraid. This is why people are nervous. And keep that. You know. And, and again, God is. I'm not negating the sovereignty of God, but they want to use God is sovereign and God. God did this as their excuse and their reason for supporting this garbage In this in this in this candidate and this president elect. And I think that is, I think that's deplorable. Absolutely deplorable.
0: Man, I <clears throat> i want to commend a couple of, uh, some of my white brothers and sisters that actually called me the, the day, um, after he was elected, uh, to kind of just share their heart with me. And, uh, they just said, Hey man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, uh, one of the guys who called me, from, he's from here, from, from Crossroads, um, he adopted uh, one of the teens uh, from 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 the church, who's who's African. He's from Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, the teen, he, his friend, is also from Africa. And they asked him. They said, um, "Do do we have to go back to Africa?" <laughs> and he said he he said they were very sincere. He said uh, that the the friend actually had his bags packed. Mm -hmm. These kids were convinced that they were going to be deported back to Africa. Now, with being so close to the youth here, I've seen from from most of them, this fear of this man being in office. And it reminds us that, and what I'm shocked at, is that why... The Christians that support this guy can't see the amount of fear that everyone had and and clearly perceive that this guy have said some racist, sexist stuff.
1: Very sinful stuff. Just overtly sinful.
0: Overtly sinful. And then they use, well, Hillary Clinton supports abortion. You know what? And I want to say this. When you say that, I believe you're using that as a crutch. Because is, I believe yeah. secretly you do want the say you believe the same ideologies as this guy about race, about Muslims, about blacks, about women. Stop using Hillary Clinton as an excuse to make it sound good to yourself, because that's not the truth, because honestly, yeah. he never said he was going to stop abortion.
2: And and and, and the piggyback on that, th- this is the reason that I no longer identify myself as an evangelical. Um, we've made, we've, we've become, we w- one, we've become hypocritical. Um, you look at any secular pundit, um, you know, he's an atheist and I don't agree. And I disagree with 85% of things he says, but Bill Maher has been absolutely dragging Christians and he's right. Yeah. How do you say you believe what you believe about coveting, about adultery, about fornication and your candidate, right. Commit all of those things. Yeah. How do how how, how do you reconcile those things? Yeah. Bill Mar. Bill Bill Maher, a uh, a secular uh, atheist pundit, went through each one of the Ten Commandments and showed how Donald Trump broke all ten of them. Oh yeah. How he don't stand with none of what we believe as Christians, but because we we, we hide behind this pro life thing. And again, I I work with two. pro- let, Let's not get it twisted. I'm pro life. I work with two pro life organizations, care net in Detroit and Stanton that's starting up in Detroit. My wife is on the board with Stanton. We are one thousand percent pro life. We disagree with abortion. But what we this is what I tell Christians who say I'm pro life. If you, if all you are doing is yelling about abortion, you're not pro life. That's right. What what are you doing to enrich the lives of these black babies and black children that are born in Detroit, in Chicago, in Philadelphia and Camden? What are you doing to enrich their lives after they get out of the womb? That's because right. if all you're doing if all you're doing is preventing abortion, you ain't pro-life.
1: Yeah. Period. And I wanna say something, Kyle, about about what you said. I think there's some white people and white Christians who have the views that Trump has about race and, and things like that and they're hiding. I honestly think, though, the vast majority—and I say this because this is what I grew up in—you know, as a kid, you you sort of adopt whatever ideology you're around at least for a little mm-hmm. while. And it, it truly is there's, there. It's a co-opted. So the Republican Party has very successfully um, co-opted the Christian vote with the single, the the single um, mm-hmm. issue of abortion and uh, being pro-life, and so. Literally, literally, they, uh, a standard Christian does not care about any other... I really think they would vote for Adolf Hitler if he was pro-life. Yeah. I really do. I, and, I, and I say that not sarcastically. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they wouldn't know Adolf Hitler like what he did. But let's say Adolf Hitler prior to the Holocaust, right? And all the stuff he was doing and saying. If he said he was pro-life, most Christians would vote for him. They really would. Yeah. Um, and that that is really sad and i hate our political system because i uh stand up against abortion um i i john piper did a a, a thing recently i don't remember the exact reason for it but he, he sent out this like this social media thing to christians and said everybody go to their planned parenthood and 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 let's do an organized rally across the country and i i was there and i was interviewed by the news and i was there holding signs and stuff like that and we support shared pregnancy here in Lansing, and we, you know, it's like again, just like you guys said. Um, I'm not convinced. I, 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 I'll tell you this: I can bet you Donald Trump could care less about abortion, yeah. um, but but he but he knows that he can use that one little item, and he can get mm-hmm. every Christian to vote for him, and he did, and it worked. Yeah. And and the collateral damage of that is just a nightmare it's what we're talking about i mean the collateral damage of it he's he's literally like these articles are talking about he's fanned into flame all of this overt racism that has made our country in the matter of a few days a nightmare to live in for people of color yeah and this is it's unfathomable i mean it's just we've got to figure out a way to vote and, and 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 end abortion and all these things in a way that we're not supporting this other stuff. I mean, come on.
0: And w- one other thing, just just a trend that I've I've experienced um, is that I had two Christians tell me um, on separate occasions the reason why I'm voting Republican is because uh, the Republican Party they're more biblical. And they're going to set things. This is no. what they said. I'm I'm telling y'all, these are things they said. The Republican Party is more biblical, and they're gonna uh, inst- they're going to orchestrate Christian values into the U.S. again. And and I was so shocked that this is something that people actually believe. They're putting their hope in these parties, uh, whether that's Democrat or Republican. But one thing I, I told him, I said, well, it was like, well, well you you got to, you know, you got to see that the Republicans, they wanted to end slavery. Well, it, it's true that the Southern Democrats, they wanted to keep slavery going. The Northern Democrats wanted to work with the Republicans to 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 to, 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 to stop slavery. But what happened with the Republican Party? What did they orchestrate? The 13th Amendment. People organized this 13th Amendment that kind of reformed
1: what slavery actually
0: was.
1: You guys ready? To tr- you want to transition? Let's transition. All right. Topic of the day. The, the topic, topic of, of the day. day. Boom. We're talking about the documentary 13th. It's on Netflix right now. Highly recommend you watch it. Check this out. I didn't have to commit a crime. To get Netflix, like I was advised to do on this podcast. Well, black men are criminals. Yes, and they should go to jail. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but here's what I did. Here's, I'm a Republican. And here's what you listeners can do. Here's what I advocate. You get a free month. You get a free sample month. Here we go. You just have to put, I just had to make sure I put it on my phone, 30 days, cancel that. I canceled at 28 days because, you know, you don't want to forget. And get stuck paying so a month. Cheap. Man. So, so I cheap. got it for a month. I got free Netflix, man. I got the whole thing for free. I got DVDs coming to my house and everything. Uh, it's like the land of milk and honey uh, for a month. So I got to watch 13th for free. So that's what you should do as well. That's your heart. If you're cheap like me. So let's talk about 13th, Kyle.
0: The 13th Amendment is part of the Constitution. Uh, which declares that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the united states or any place subject to their jurisdiction like one out of three black people black men will actually face jail time rather than one out of 17 white men will face jail time so if we are making forty percent of the the jail population, but we're the we're, we, we make up a small percentage of the U.S. as a whole, so there are more black people in jail than white people, but we are the minority of this country, and the Thirteenth Amendment it, it, it just. It kind of talks about how there are even or um, organizations like like ALEC and and other uh, private institutions that work with uh, politicians and corporations. They, they formed a group to help fund these private prisons um, and they actually make money by filling their beds with bodies. And the problem is, is that our, the, these these beds are filled with black men black men and black women.
2: Black and brown too.
0: And brown black too. I can't forget about the all minorities.
2: La- last stat I saw, um black 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 men were about forty yep. percent. I think uh Latinos are roughly around twenty in that range. So black and brown people make up sixty percent of the prison population. And we're and we're a fraction of the uh actual population well how, i i i highly recommend this documentary to everyone yeah. 13th is on netflix um I, I appreciate it i appreciate how they um they spare they they spare no one mm-hmm. they went after both political parties mm-hmm. right. um it, sh- it showed okay it, it, sh-
1: mm-hmm.
2: it, it showed the progression i like how it showed the progression and the rhetoric that was used law and order and 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 unruly and and these were these were cold words and he was these were buzzwords Mm -hmm. that politicians were using to refer refer to blacks who were protesting uh civil rights young whites that were protesting vietnam uh, and they came, uh, I Nixon rolled out this law and order, wanting to stop crime, and, 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 and it, it trickled, it, it went from Reagan. Mm-hmm. And we know how, how Reagan came with the drug laws, how, how you get pulled over with, with a, 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 a few crack rocks, and you get mandatory, mandatory drug time. But if you get caught with a couple kilos, you get a slap on the rest of probation. Who, who's more likely to have crack rocks? blacks who's more likely to have kilos the kilos is the plug that's the white people exactly so and then bill clinton topped it off with the mandatory minimums and the The three strikes all of these things all of these things both sides both sides uh both aisle both sides of the aisle contributed greatly to this um the phrase i i like to use is called social engineering they they strategically and they systematically put put um laws and prisons in place uh publicly uh privately owned prisons in place to incarcerate people to make money and it's 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 this is happening right under our nose And, and it's called it's called the new jim crow um and it's called the new the modern slavery because what are these prisoners doing while they're in there they're working
1: they're working for companies, making companies yep. tons of money, and the workers aren't yep. getting paid. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, I often we'll get asked uh, by white folks who, they want to learn, they want to be educated, they want to know, you know, how, how can I learn more about this stuff? I am naive. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I just don't know. Teach me, you know, and sometimes we hear that in our emails that we get sent in. And, this documentary it goes beyond just the issue of mass incarceration. It it ta- if you want to learn about race in America, if you want to be educated, mm-hmm. read watch this. I mean, it's a it's a movie. It's not long. It's not like we're telling you to read this big textbook. This is one of the best things I've seen. It it did remind me a lot of the we've previously talked about the documentary, "Race: uh, The Power of an Illusion" by California Newsreel and. That's like a three-segment documentary. It's a little bit longer. It's a little bit different than the 13th documentary, but it's very similar as well. There's actually a lot of the same people interviewed that I recognized. And so if, if you're looking for something very accessible, very very modern and contemporary, you've got to watch this. It is, it is really, really good. And I would be interested to hear how somebody could disagree with it. I would be interested to hear how someone could watch it and say that's not true. I mean, literally, they have what you guys are just saying about Re- Reagan and Nixon and stuff. I forget which which campaign guy it was. I think it was somebody in Reagan's you know, cabinet or whatever. They, they had this uh, behind-the-scenes recording, you know, like this secret recording of this guy saying something like, Here's how to get the white vote. I'm paraphrasing very roughly here. I'm off <laughs> but here's how to get the white vote. He said, you can't say, you know, he said the N-word, the whole thing, with the E-R at the end, right? <laughs> you can't say any that anymore because that, that doesn't work, you know, like it used to. And then he said something else. You, you can't do this anymore, kind of like civil rights stuff doesn't let us do that anymore. So now... We talk about law and order, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about law and order and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of thing. And we, and the idea is, is, uh, it's just, and this is caught, I mean, behind the scenes, they, they knew what they were doing when they were talking about law and order, law yeah. and order. They knew this is how to get the white vote. And they knew they were imprisoning black and brown people at a much higher ratio than they were imprisoning white people. And when you hear this, please don't say, well, they shouldn't have committed those crimes. Uh, The point is, the white people that were committing crimes weren't being put in jail. (laughs) That's the point. That's what we're talking about. And then you talk about what Tyler said, that these are privately owned prisons. And so these are businesses being traded on the stock market and they have to be full. They're mandated to be full. So if you have a prison, isn't it a good thing if our prisons are empty? No, not in our system. It's a bad thing because people aren't making money off of it. I mean, guys, like, so I was sickened at the end of it. I was just Mm -hmm. sickened, like, by my country. And we just need to be real. I mean, we need to be real. We're not anti-American. We're not anti, but we're saying, let's be real. Like, can we just be real and stop, stop acting like we are Jesus incarnate as a country? We are not. We never have been, and we aren't right now. And 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 it, it shows how everything
2: goes in cycles. That same rhetoric came right back around in this election. That same tool. That oh yeah. Same tool, oh yeah. The the if you look at the images, they talked about how the images of black man in the paper. Um. There, you 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 think criminal? You automatically think uh, young black man. Why? It's because. The imagery, how the media um, exploits. I mean, even they, they even interviewed some black people. They said, "Man, they, it got to the point that I was nervous seeing young black men walking down the street because if there if, if there was a white crime, if there was a if there is a murder um, or a white criminal, they often wouldn't show their mugshot. They wouldn't show their face.
0: Yeah. They
2: would they would hide their identity." But if it was a black criminal, they would make sure he's referred to as a thug, Hillary Clinton, uh, super predators, um, it, um, yeah. all of these different things. They would make sure they use that rhetoric. They would make sure they uh, showed their pictures. So it, it, it's it, it's crazy to think that we haven't learned yet. We have not learned yet the same thing that Nixon and Reagan did using different phrases to refer to black and brown people happened to get in this election
1: happened to get in this election yeah when i finished the movie it made me think what can be done to stop mass incarceration uh I'm not sure, I mean we, we, can, we can, I think one thing needs to be done is people need to watch that documentary 13th, they need to know what's going on, they need to know that, they, they need to be able to read between the lines when they, when they hear politicians say things or when new legislation comes out, so Kyle you were just saying you, you read, Trump was saying something about if you get caught with a gun now. Go, instead of a two-year minimum, it's a five-year minimum. Is that are, right? <laughs> so yeah,
0: there's there's been um, a, a lot of talk of 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 Trump's 100-day plan, and you know, one of the things that he he stressed that, uh, and it's all over the news. Now, what he's going to do is, first of all, just throw out all Obama's executive decisions, all of what he put in place executively, he's going to just throw out. And then uh, some of the talks were, were were because Trump is doing what I kind of see the same thing that we've seen Ronald Reagan do. He played on violence. And one of the things mm-hmm. he, he, he wants to do is uh, his tactic is if we can give this criminal uh, the max amount of jail time for that crime, then his rhetoric is is that they're not going to do the crime, and it's going to make other people scared to do this same kind of crime. So, one of the talks were, and uh, again, I don't know if this is entirely true yet, but he wants to, instead of a two-year, as you know, uh, you can get up to jail time, two years if you get caught with a handgun or whatever, he wants to do five years. So, if you find a uh, somebody in the hood that get caught with a gun, instead of doing that up to two years, or if it's if it's their first offense, they get probably probation for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they they're going to get a, a mandatory five years locked up in prison, and you just think about a place just like Chicago alone. I mean, just think about how many people if they got caught with a gun, they're doing
1: five years. Mm-hmm. And that's five years that a kid's not going to have their dad around. You know, yeah. the, those, those, and, and, and our point is to this is not that illegal you know, guns should be allowed or things like that. It's right. that just we need to start learning how to read between the lines. So exactly. when you see something like that, oh, we're going to go from two years to five years for you know, law and order. We're going to put more people in prison. You know, it's, yeah. you, you just have to learn to read between the lines and say we're, we're going to put more black people in prison, more and, black men in yeah. prison. And this is not there's just a long, long history if you don't understand the history behind it yeah you're not going to understand yeah. it.
2: Uh, I was gonna say one, one thing that we as a church, um, and I'm talking about as a church world uh, world and worldwide and specifically in, in America, um, we need to do a lot more. Um, there's most churches don't even have any type of prison outreach
1: right um, And that's I think true. that's that's
2: insane. Um, Jesus specifically said that when when you when you uh, when you when you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you gave me something to drink, you 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 you, you, um, you did it for me. And he even mentioned prison. Yep. He he mentioned going to visit right people who are incarcerated. Right. So w- there, we need to do a lot more um, prison outreach. Going in and sharing the gospel, sharing the hope of Christ, and making connections with people so when they get out, we can walk with them long term uh, to help them get rehabilitated, to help them get um, back in society mm-hmm. in a healthy way, as opposed to just, you know, a lot of churches do evangelism and they go, okay, you know, you need to save Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's like having a baby and leaving it on someone's doorstep. Right. That person needs discipleship. They need they need somebody to walk with them. They need somebody to help them find a job and housing and all these different things.
1: And one thing the the documentary brings out really well at the very end of it is how there's really no such thing as paying your debt to society in these cases because once you get a felony charge, you're not allowed to vote. <laughs> oh man. You're not allowed to vote. If you have a felony charge, you're not allowed to vote. So, you, you, you then take this idea that what well, Kyle read at the beginning, the, 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 with the 13th Amendment. The problem with the 13th Amendment is it says, you know, if you have if you're a criminal, then you can still be treated as a slave. And that's that's the kind of the the thesis of this movie. And so you think about it not only while you're in jail, you're working for com- you're making companies money and they're not paying you anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you you're free labor. That's slavery, is what that is. Then you get out of jail, and you have a felony. You can't vote. That's that's slave. That's what that's how they treated slaves. And talk about how hard it is to get a job. You know how hard yeah. it is to get a job when you have that felony on your record, and it's not going away, and it's there. It's there forever. Sometimes you, you know you can even get a job in fast food. And so then you say, okay, what do you do if that's you? Then and, and what you knew before you went in was you. You know you were maybe you were doing drugs or you're dealing drugs, and then you get out. Okay, you paid your debt to society, but nobody's going to give you a job. Nobody's going to hire you. So, and then we judge people because they go back to selling drugs again. Like, well, how? Where else can they work? They're not, you know. And these are all just things in our system that it's like there's, there's no such thing as paying a debt to society. And then you look at at Jesus and you talk about the whole thing. Our faith is based on which is grace, and grace is the idea that your sins are washed away, and and Jesus paid your debt, and. It's been paid. And so if we have a criminal justice system where we say, okay, justice has been served, then let it be served. Then let it be served and actually use the time in jail to rehabilitate someone, not to treat them like a slave. Oh, there's so much in there about the the, the, um, the plea bargaining and the, the kid. The kid oh, said, no, gosh. I'm not going to yeah. take a plea. I, I, I didn't do it. I, I'm not going to take a plea. And so he, um, he he basically rotted in jail three years. Uh, before i think even going to trial never even got a trial and then the charges were dropped in those 3 years he got the crap beat out of him and when he got out this is a black kid he got arrested for something he didn't do he got out and he killed himself 2 days later and there's interviews of him being you know interviewed by these news people and stuff between the time he got out and the time that he got killed and it's the the plea bargaining thing you're like wow they're arresting people they're saying we're going to give you 30 years if you go to trial but if you just take this plea, we'll give you two. All right. Which one are you going to do with, with the public? What de- if with the with 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 bootleg defender, defender, a bootleg <laughs> public defender, yeah, bootleg Exactly. Public defender. And you, you you didn't even do your crime or maybe you did. I don't know. But and then so this kid gets punished because he had this, the arrogance to say, "No, I'm going to trial. I don't want your plea. I didn't do it. And so because of that, they throw him in jail and he doesn't even get a trial for three years.
2: He was in solitary confinement for one or two years,
1: wasn't he? And there's insane yeah. videos of him insane jail video that guys, I never thought this existed. This is my naive upbringing, but him in jail, just getting the crap beat out of him by other inmates and by uh guards, by jail guards, just getting the crap kicked out of him. This is just like you hear these, you see this interview, and you're like, this is just a really sweet boy. I mean, he. He was very young and very nice and very sweet. And you see these videos, and it's just like, "Wow, wow, wow!" <laughs> this yeah. is unreal. So
0: that's that's part of the reason uh, why I I was so upset to just watching that movie and reading again the the book called "The New Jim Crow" by Michelle Alexander, which which breaks everything down that the thirteenth movie was talking about. Uh, because I got a lot of family members man who who are locked up and they talk about these conditions and um I got a friend as a matter of fact man speaking of just wrongly locked up I got a friend his story was all over the news he's from the east side of Detroit he spent what was it five years locked up um for murder mm. and he spent all the those whole five years. Fighting the case because he kept saying he didn't do it. So finally, in uh, the charges got dropped after serving five to six years, I believe, in prison, because the witness came up and said, "Hey, the cop told me to pick this guy out of the lineup. I actually mm. didn't see him. I didn't see nobody, but the cop told me to pick pick this dude out of the lineup." Mm. So now he's going through a lawsuit. So, so you know, to, to sue for, you know, uh, what, what that cop has done to his life or ruined his life and <laughs> him serving all that time. Um, man, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's, you know, th- th- these realities, man, it's, it's so sad that, to say that, you know, I, I know these realities firsthand from someone I know that went through them. And, and the conditions in jail. If anybody know anything about Wayne County oh. Jail, <laughs> man, man, those conditions are terrible. Roaches everywhere. You got mold sandwiches. Yeah, below, it's, it's
2: below human. Yeah. And
0: they wouldn't dare. They, they wouldn't dare to uh, do their animals that way.
2: If oh no, they they love their puppies.
0: You know, people. If you don't know what we're talking about, please go volunteer to go down to the county jail, Wayne County Jail. And, and just see for yourself see for yourself the conditions that 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 people have to have to live in as inmates
1: and if there's some other resources out there too um, as we talked about what to do next watch this movie we've talked before about Michelle Alexander's book the new Jim Crow and Brian Stevenson anything can get on him as well he he spoke Brian Stevenson spoke in East Lansing recently uh, here in but look up Brian Stevenson, his books, and anytime you can get a chance to hear him speak, both of them are featured in the, in the documentary. But some really, really solid resources from them. Anything else on the 13th you guys want to talk about? I, I just want to just
2: really encourage um, Christians to get involved in um, fighting against this system. Yeah, um, fighting against a system that is incarcerating black and brown men at a breaking that speed, and it's not just like like you guys already said. It's when they get out, their lives are ruined. Yeah, it's a scarlet. It's a scarlet letter. Uh, so we need to there. There's aftercare programs. I mean, I mean, advocate for your church to start a, a after a, 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 a aftercare program. Um, there's many, many entrepreneurs in, in suburban churches advocate that these men and women who, um, have jobs, Hey, have you considered hiring someone that's, um, that has a felony? Would you consider hiring some, would you consider hiring a brother and sister that's walking with our church? Um, would you consider hiring them part time? Because uh, people have to eat. People have to eat, and it's bad enough that we live in um, the u- urban core where there is little to no economic advance, other than a fast food place. Mm. Um, the, Kore- the Korean beauty supply store ain't hiring us. Nope. The 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 Arab liquor store ain't hiring us. Unless you, clean you know the first job. Yeah, or the, the, fir- the first job I got offered was to sell drugs. <laughs> so I mean, if 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 you if you if you are in if you are in an area like Detroit or or in, in parts of Lansing with no economic advancement, and then you have a felony, what? <laughs> you're gonna go back to the same situation. Mm-hmm. So we, we need we need to, as churches, we need to create space. We need to create programs. We need to be creative and we need to advocate for these people. If you know a brother has a felony and you know he has a court case, get some of them good, nice white folk to go down to that court case with him. Pray with him and advocate for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've seen it. Pastor, <laughs> pastor, I got a case. Can you come to my case with me? And i go. This is my Amen. pastor. This is my pastor. He's walking with my church, and I and I'll advocate for them. Come with me, man. Yeah, I, man. I, I lost tra- I lost track of how many how many court cases I didn't set in, and how many times brothers and sisters have said, "Pastor, I, I, I just need you there with me. Not only to be be there for support to pray with them, but to stand there and advocate. Like, yes, this pro- this brother is walking with our church. Yes, they've made some mistakes, but they're making strides in the right place. I mean, that's that's what it means to pastor in inner city. You know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. the other, uh, we, we got we got additional things that other churches and, and places and, well, I'm going to leave that alone.
1: Sure. Yeah, we got extra. <laughs> a little extra, a little extra. <laughs> let me conclude with this and just say a lot of times white people will say, as we learn about slavery and history, specifically slavery, and, and we'll say, well, I would have never let that happen on my watch. You know, if I lived up in the north, I would have. I would have came down and, you know, I protested or, some, or, or I would have walked with Dr. King, you know, and, and all those sorts of things. The, the point, the reason we bring these issues up and we tell you to go watch the, the movie 13th and be educated and learn about these things is because many similar sorts of things as slavery, many similar sorts of things as Jim Crow are still going on. And look, history in 50, 60, 70 years from now is going to illuminate these things for what they are. And it's going to be a question. What You know, you're going to tell your grandkids, I stood up for that. I stood up for that. You know, I, I advocated against that unjust system, and, and here's how I did it. Or are you going to say, oh, I was just swept up in culture. You know, that's kind of what everybody was doing. We all were. We all were doing that and it just was normal and we didn't know about it and so just we're, we're just we're saying don't let that be you i mean we can make a difference we may not end we may not end the system but we you, you are accountable you are accountable for how you respond to it you are accountable for how you respond to it so you got to leave tyler yeah i got stuff to do i got a real job man you don't have time for black <laughs> superman
2: Oh, I got, a good, I got a good 10 minutes for my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Kyle's over here. Kyle's trying you to start something.
2: People, <laughs> you white people don't have a real job. Some of us got to get out there and work.
1: Exactly. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a man who works,
0: <laughs> who
1: works it, working it, let's bring in Black Superman.
2: Look,
0: up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's, it's- the Black Superman. Calls to the other guy, oh, catch me if you can. Hey, what's going on, everybody?
1: Black Superman. Oh, man. Listen,
0: man. Hey, is it okay if I keep my bags out in your hallway? <laughs> your bags? <laughs> man, listen, ever since Trump got elected, they just gentrified my planet. So I was forced to leave.
1: <laughs> I thought you were tight with Trump. Negro Trump?
0: They kicked you off
2: Negro Trump.
0: <laughs> man, I, I thought I was cool with Trump too. But man, I was uh I was, you know, ride right with him, you know, and, and, and you know, we he was dumped like, you now that this, he's won the office. We man, we was uh we was on our way to DC. Yeah. He said, Man, black superman, I'm glad that you're here. And I said, you know what, I'm glad that I'm here too. He said, you know what, Black Superman, you know what you can do for me? Something that I thought you was always good at. I said, what it is, brother? Tell me, what What can I do for you? He said, I want you to be my magical servant. You're going to be the only servant at the White House with superpowers. I said, what?
1: yeah man i'm telling you i think Trump. he used you to get the, he, did. he to get the vote he got the black vote well of other black superheroes that's right so he was he, he needed you know luke cage vote and the black panther cyborg and, uh, cyborg falcon no luke cage won't vote for no well, well you luke, failed then luke, luke cage is pro-black but i i think he used you to get the vote of the black superhero and now that he's been elected successfully using you uh, he's he's done with you now. You know I, he might call you in four years when it's time to reelect. I thought
0: Trump was 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 for the black people, man. I really did. L- l- let me
1: ask you this, black He Super wanted one. me to build the wall. You build, <laughs> you build it fast. Listen, he was he was going to pay at me. That. He was going to pay me in what? He
0: was going to pay me with what?
1: In fried chicken. Uh, that's what I figured. You're a sucker for fried chicken. You, th- you do anything for fried chicken. Who else is going to build the wall? I was going to build the wall. <laughs> Don't. You've done so much good for minorities. You've you built the Underground Railroad by hand. That's <laughs> right. Don't don't build the wall just because someone's offering you fried chicken. Don't and, do it. You know, and we had some good <laughs> deals
0: going, man. I was going to get rich off of his son project. Uh, his son wanted me to turn the actual son LED. What? <laughs> so I was going to blow out the sun, and implant <laughs> nothing but LED light bulbs all over the planet so you know I like that
1: yeah blow out the actual sun that's what we, yeah, man. led that's right i like that yeah man it's more energy efficient hey yeah, that's right
0: efficient. that's right man but yeah i can't even be on my planet no more man it's nothing but white superheroes
1: i, <laughs> I got a question for you yeah. you're you're always welcome here if, oh, yeah. if negrotron won't take you uh we'll take you here yeah. i'm chopping it up yeah so I went golfing yesterday.
0: Okay, white people love oh, to golf. Wow. Yeah, okay.
1: We do. Uh-huh. White we do. people love to golf. <laughs> I had a I had a question. Every golf ball is white. Uh huh. Yeah, I have never seen a black golf ball. Why is that? Black golf balls are scary. I I'm t- gonna tell you why. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why.
0: Okay. I'm
1: gonna tell you why. You tell me why.
0: It makes every black person feel some sort of way.
1: Like you're hitting the Because we're version. tired of
0: Everything black you hit With yeah. force
1: A puck A puck Right You hit that it. What else what People is, well, People
0: That's right People, and yeah. people. Black people yeah. So I, I think the white person That said you know what We're not going to make this ball black We're just going to make this one white we going to hit white people for
1: a chance. Well, why is it that the roads are black?
0: That's because they like to run and walk
1: all over us all the time. Yeah. They want to <laughs> just
0: be reminded. That's unjust.
1: Said. That's unjust. You know what? I, I think we need to protest that. Hey, listen,
0: I fly. So I, I, have, no, I have no problem with it.
1: The skies are blue. That's kind of a nice neutral color Yeah, but space is black That's right That's right Space is black That's 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 a lot of black That's right It just hang out up there
0: That's right See, that's why they call in space You ever heard of a black hole? I have So, (laughs) what I do is I I take, you know, all the stolen stuff that drug dealers want (laughs) And bodies that the drug dealers, you know, that they want out and, and gone I take it to the black hole, baby Get rid of it Jimmy Hoffa, black hole I like that. That's right. I like that.
2: I figured as much. That's right.
0: That's why you can't find nobody. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. I've been out. Is Elvis there too? You know what? I can't speak on Elvis because white people will come for me if I
1: do. You know, Elvis and I share a birthday. Do you? January eighth. Oh. Me and both, Elvis.
0: Both of y'all are white with blue eyes. That's right. And both. That of was y'all a are, terrible day. And both of y'all. Oh yeah, you know, Elvis, man, both he was a good both guy. Both are culture vultures too. Both are
2: that, culture vultures.
1: That's both right. Vultures. They took. They took all of our stuff, didn't they? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: pretty much.
1: Well, it's been. It's been, it's been real. It's been real. It's been real.
0: Hey man, can I sleep at your house tonight? <laughs>
1: I thought you had all of space to abide in. Yeah, man.
0: Donald Trump is just, he's gentrifying the whole space. I
1: don't know what's in your bags. You cannot bring those bags into my house. Well, uh, you can sleep on the porch.
0: Okay. (laughs) I just had to put on my
1: heat sensors
0: and uh, stay warm tonight. But listen, y'all, I got a jet. Now, if
1: it ain't white, it ain't right. Peace, love. And wow. Beans. Tyler, did you catch that? He had a new tag, a sign-off. Now that maybe well, well, I, something changed this week that now he's saying. He's, staying over the, a, he, I, he's, he's racist, over man. I, I think this election's getting to him. It is. If it ain't white, it ain't right. It I've is. never heard black Superman say that.
0: That's right. That's that's Superman, man. That's black Superman for you. You never know what you're going to get.
1: Some This election has changed him, not for the better. If he goes and builds that wall.
0: We I think he's going to be. <laughs>
1: we are not allowing him back on the podcast. I think he's going to be. I cannot associate myself with that. Not at all. No. No.
0: We'll
1: have to find someone else.
0: White Superman. <laughs> <laughs> no. no thank or you. African Superman.
1: <laughs> How many Superman's are there? Man. Mexican Aquaman. Mexican <laughs> Aquaman.
0: <laughs> There's a lot, man. It's, it's a planet. Like, Black Superman isn't the only Superman. It's a planet of different oh. people, different cultures. So, it's different superheroes.
1: He's the one that got kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> He's Get, like the reject.
0: Gentrification, baby. I got you. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, we don't judge. But what we do yeah. is talk about race, race, and race here on the Chopping It Up podcast. And if you want
0: to send an email, send it at choppingituppodcast at gmail.com.
1: We also have social media that Kyle never does anything with that you can check out.
0: You can follow and be one of our be our third follower at the Chopping It Up podcast for Twitter, Chopping It Up podcast on Facebook, and Chopping It Up podcast on Instagram. So if you have any...
1: Um and MySpace. We have a MySpace. Have a MySpace. <laughs> it's filled with uh, adware in and malware. The, the MySpace us. is. Please follow and us. And pornographic images. Because that's what MySpace <laughs> <No>. is.
0: <laughs> follow us. We need followers.
1: No, I think what we need to do is actually use those social media channels for something other than just posting the episodes. Yeah. There's that. that would There's that.
0: That's probably so.
1: Yeah. We could post articles.
0: Yeah, let's post articles from your blogs.
1: We do love my blog around here. No, no, no,
0: no. no. Not you. No, no, no. You love your blog. We talk about my. Tyler
1: Speaks. Thank you. Tyler never even writes on his blog. He writes he just, like you're a liar. A Listen
0: to that. He just wrote an article about the election. Well, about, it was to minority Christians. Well, it was to Christians as a
1: whole. I'm not a minority it was, it Christian. Wasn't, it wasn't addressed to me. It was
0: to Christians as a whole. All right.
1: Well, it was a very great. You need to read it. I need to subscribe. That's right. He
0: does
2: That's the thing. He doesn't read my blog.
0: He don't.
1: Speaking of he subscribing, because you does, never talk about your blog. Send me the link. Uh, he,
2: he doesn't read black authors.
1: That's what it is.
0: That's, that's, that, that's right. Not true. Hey, that's right.
1: I just interviewed Brian Loritz this week. Who is Brian? Luritz? So back off, Tyler. I, I likes love Brian Loritz. just because you.
0: Who is that? Uh, just because you live in a. sound like a white guy.
1: Black hole with black <laughs> Superman.
0: Bla- Brian Loritz sounds like my lawyer.
1: He is black. Is he
0: okay?
1: He is a leader in the multiracial church movement. You should oh. listen.
0: Oh yeah, okay. To yeah. The,
1: the podcast I'll be posting later today. Uh, about that <laughs> on the Behind the Curtain <laughs> Ministry podcast. <laughs> uh, we have things to do later. I think then. I he
0: rather I think I rather hear Trump speak about uh, black issues. And-
1: <laughs> Trump speak about how much of a Christian he is. So with that, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for more nonsense. And <laughs> good conversation about race. Yeah, you can find and, us on and
2: micro and
0: microaggressions from Noah. That's exactly. right, exactly. A lot of micro. A lot of a lot of reverse racism. racism
1: a lot of reverse racism that I am have to endure to be oppressed under.
0: <laughs> he is oh, oppressed. Wow. Right
1: Last episode, Kyle turned my input down. You couldn't even hear me That's the right. whole the whole time. Black so power. so Black trying to man. trying to silence the white voice. That's right, as usual. That's right. So subscribe on Podbean or iTunes. We will see you next time. Stay black.